From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about culture of Southern flavor. I'm Malcolm White, here with my friend Carol Puckett. For the next hour, we will be your guide through Mississippi's great culinary landscape. When it comes to meals, breakfast has always been considered the most important. So we're going to talk about a true breakfast in the South in the mornings. Now, some people like cold cereal, nothing wrong with little Wheaties, but for the best traditional Southern breakfast, nothing beats a good Southern breakfast. And we're going to talk about that. Grits, sausage, eggs, biscuit, flapjacks, all sorts of good eats in the morning and your staples. Call in and tell us what your favorites are. Let us know what's happening in your kitchen. Share your breakfast recipes at one 672 7464 or mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome to Deep South Dining. We're glad you're here. It's Monday morning. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. If you haven't had breakfast or brunch, it's not too late. It's not too late. Welcome, Carol. Hey, Mal. How are you today? I'm great. How about this weather? This weather is glorious, especially after the, um, you know, almost having to build the ark on Friday and Saturday. It was rough. Now, look, I'm not in the weather business, but people ask me about all these bugs. And I assume it's from the wetness of our winter. I don't know. Let's just say that it is. But there, there's nothing to stop them. I mean, th- these things are all over. <laughs> so eating outside might be uh, a real challenge. But I love a good breakfast or brunch out on the deck or patio or on the front porch. You? I do. I mean, it's my favorite meal of the day. And uh, since I stay in the country on the weekend, we have a lot of outdoor breakfast, sure. brunches and lunches. Well, we we had a caller, uh, a friend, uh, a listener, who got in touch with us and suggested our theme for the day. You want to talk about that? Let's say a big hello to Tricia Walker, who is one of our favorite singer songwriters and director of Delta Music Institute at Delta State University in Cleveland. And Tricia emailed last week and suggested we talk about breakfast and brunch. And good morning, Tricia, and I hope you're listening, and thank you so much for the suggestion. Absolutely. And there's a very famous uh, pop cultural reference to breakfast uh, in a book and movie entitled Breakfast at Tiffany's. And this is the iconic 1961 film adaptation by Truman Capote, who in 1958 published his novella, by the name of Breakfast at Tiffany's, and it stars Aubrey Hepburn. And Aubrey Hepburn uh, arrives uh, in the movie uh, at the store at Tiffany's, uh, a completely empty block of all people, and it's supposed to suggest the crack of dawn after a long night of revelry. Hepburn, wearing a black ball gown and matching gloves, an elaborate updo, her signature oversized sunglasses, and several lush strands of pearls, she gets out of a cab carrying a small white paper bag. She walks up to the window, which is displaying jewelry, barely taking her eyes off the diamonds. She opens the bag and removes a cup of coffee and a pastry, which she bites into with her skeletal jaw working hard (laughs) as the strings swell to Moon River 
the movie's theme song, which was written for Aubrey Hepburn. Thus the name Breakfast at Tiffany's. And, you know, today you'll find on Fifth Avenue people with white paper bags staring in the window having breakfast at Tiffany's. (laughs) Now, they don't normally look like Audrey Hepburn, and it's a little later in the day, but breakfast at Tiffany's. It's just has become a cultural touchstone, and, and what it says to me is you can have breakfast anytime, anywhere, wearing anything, even your ball gown, to the Waffle House. Whether it's a pastry or uh, a pancake or a waffle or an omelet. And speaking of which, we'd love to hear from our callers giving us their favorite recipes, their favorite brunch and breakfast places. Mississippi has many terrific breakfast and brunch places. And uh, if you have one, please call and talk to us about it. If you have a great recipe you want to share, this past Saturday I cooked eggs in a hole. Eggs in a hole. Yeah. That is such a childhood memory. And there there's so many names for eggs in a hole, like toad in a hole. Who thought of that? I don't know. How about eggs in a frame? I like that. I've seen that one. What about... Eggs under a hat. And nice. Eggs under a hat uh, is when you take the bread that you've cut out and made your hole with, mm-hmm. and then you sit it on top of the egg like oh, a hat like after a, it's... Like a, a Kentucky Derby hat. It's like a Kentucky Derby hat, but kind of flat. Okay, like an Easter hat. Like an Easter hat. Uh, Rick Cleveland responded to my... Uh, social media post and said that when he was growing up, his mother called those hobo eggs. I like it. I had not heard that one. i tell you another one I really love is eggs in a jail. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So anyway, what I do is take a piece of bread, your favorite bread, take a small glass or a cup and push down on the bread and cut a hole in it. Or a biscuit cutter. Biscuit cutter, more sophisticated. And you put your bread in the skillet, you toast it on both sides. I use butter, some people use oil. And then in the hole, you crack an egg, drop it in the hole, and let it cook. I flip mine over and cook both sides, because I like mine over easy. You like your toad a little hard. Toasted. (laughs) And then I put a little hot sauce on it. And then on the cutout, the little round cutout, I always put jam, sometimes honey. So do you put it? On your egg as a hat or just by the side? I put it by the side, but from this day forward, I may make it a hat. I like that a whole lot. I like that. Let's talk about brunch. Let's talk about breakfast here on Deep South Dining. Uh, Some people fry shrimp for breakfast. And some people have shrimp and grits for breakfast. And what about oysters? Fried oysters oysters with hollandaise sauce. Well, I'll tell you, I I have been known to make... um, Oyster eggs benedict or mm. fried shrimp eggs benedict. It's it you know it's rich. It's more brunchy than breakfast. You know our friend Robert St. John said that he he likes fried shrimp, and you know why? Because they're good. Because fried shrimp are good. He <laughs> said. <laughs> Who can argue with that? What else do you fry for breakfast besides your eggs? Or do you do you of like course. them poached, scrambled? Well, I'm kind of a poached person myself, and uh, my significant other, John, makes a a very good egg. I call it froached. Froached. I mean, if we can call brunch the intersection of breakfast and lunch, we can froach an egg, and it is the intersection between fried and 
poached. And he puts a little butter in the skillet. Yeah. Puts the eggs a bit, about an eight inch skillet, and as the eggs start to fry, actually pours water in the skillet, kind of not uh-huh. to the top of the egg, but just just enough to um, just enough to come right up to the egg yolk, and he puts a lid on it and lets it cook, and that's a froached egg. Wow, that's good. If you have recipes for preparing eggs other than the traditional style, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email us. You can call us, one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, and talk about breakfast, talk about brunch, whether you've been to Tiffany's for breakfast or not. You may have been to Primo's. And you and I have breakfast at Primo's. That, that's where we it's talk about life and shows. And then there's Broad Street. There is Broad Street. And, and what, that, what granola they have. Excellent. And the bread. The sugar oh, buster bread. Yeah, the Love sugar it. buster bread. I, I like that, too. There's the Midtowner in Hattiesburg. The E-Light in downtown Jackson. There is Smitty's in Oxford. And, of course, Big Bad Breakfast. Excellent. And there's the Manship and Brent's. So many places. And, Malcolm, because you and I travel, we need to know more breakfast places in Mississippi. And I'm really hoping people, people call in. There's two great ones in Bay St. Louis. The Buttercup and the Mockingbird Cafe. Now, Both I've been great. to the Mockingbird. Where's the Buttercup? Buttercup is one block uh, north of the – of. Uh, it's on 2nd Street, one block north of, of the Mockingbird. It's a great one. Okay, so you can ride your bike there. Oh, I can ride my bike, walk. Here's another great one in Corinth, the Pit Stop. The Pit Stop, in really? In Corinth. It has a great breakfast. Well, what about Borum Drugs in, in Corinth? Excellent. Yes. Excellent. The there are a lot of, of drugstore. There's slug, there's dough, and then there's the Johnny Burger. A Johnny Tupelo. Burger, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit later about the Johnny Burger, and uh, uh, I was lucky enough to stop in Johnny's and talk to Christy White, who tells a little history of Johnny's drive-in in Tupelo and the breakfast that they offer there. So if you're in Tupelo and you're looking for uh, an interesting place to eat breakfast, there is historic Johnny's Drive-In. All right, it's time for uh, our first break. As always, Deep South Dining wants to hear from you about your kitchen activities. Join us. Give us a call, 1-877-MPB-RING, or food at mpbonline.org. We're going to take a break, come back, talk about breakfast and brunch and flapjacks and all sorts of stuff, grits and Johnny's and Tupelo. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining. I'm Malcolm White. I am here with my skillet buddy, K. 
Carol Puckett. Hello, Skillet Buddy. Good morning, Mal. If you want to join the conversation this morning, all you got to do is pick up that nice portable phone you got in your in your hand, in your pocket, in your purse. Dial one eight hundred six seven two. No, one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or email us at food at mpbonline.org. Just got a text from my buddy Bill Barnett up in Boonville. Says he's listening. Shout out to my Boonville buddies. We're going to talk about them in a little while because we like to gather up at Pickwick Lake and have these magnificent brunches at Tommy Cadle's place. You ever been up there? I have been up there. My uh, significant other is from Corinth, and we go to Picnic. and uh, Pickwick. Picnic at Pickwick. Pick, we picnic at, at Pickwick. Yeah, very good. And uh, he, he asked me one time to ask you if you've been to the Catfish Hotel. Oh, my goodness. We can talk about it. We'll have a whole show about the Catfish Hotel. Okay, well, let's do Traditional it. Traditional fried catfish place on the banks of the Tennessee River. And every time my group, my Boonville buddies, gather at Tommy Cadle's place, his cabin on the Mississippi side of Pickwick Lake, we not only have magnificent brunches every morning, but in the evenings we drive over to the Catfish Hotel and dine on the lowly bottom feeder, fried catfish and hush puppies. Delicious. So good. They got bone in. They got fillets. They got all. They got it every they which way you want. They got some catfish. That's right. But we'll talk about catfish another time. Today we're talking about breakfast and brunch. My favorite meal. There is the Southern style breakfast, which is uh, traditional in this part of the world. But you know that you can get eggs, bacon, grits, sausage, pancakes, waffles, you name it. But you and I have a story, or you have a story to share about when we were in Ireland. And I didn't know when we were going to Ireland that they were known for their breakfast, but they're very proud of their Irish breakfast. Well, as I remember it, uh, we were going to Ireland. We were looking for the music. That's right. We were going for the music and the culture. But we didn't yes. know. I didn't know. The that Irish this... breakfast is such a big part of the culture. Who and knew? Here we are. We land at Shannon, and we drive south to the Dingle Peninsula. And we were tired. Very tired. I mean, and we jet, were, jet We lagged. were really tired. We were with two of our friends, and we were lagged bad. And the next morning, we wake up. To find a full Irish breakfast. And it was just a strange feeling being jet lagged <laughs> and having to face sausage, bacon, grilled tomatoes, oh. baked beans. Who Who's ever had eggs, baked beans for breakfast? The Irish and some kind of potato. Uh, it was yeah, a it hash. Was, it uh, was a hashed up. It was kind of a hashed up, but my favorite is the Irish soda bread. The soda bread. It was wonderful. Put Sprinkle a little salt on it. And we stayed in B&Bs mostly, occasionally in a hotel, and we were there for a while, and our friend, our dearly departed friend, Donnie Bruce Browning, was with us, and our great friend living in Bay St. Louis, Estes Key. And we were quite the, the quartet and traveling across the Irish countryside. Every bed and breakfast we went to had Irish. Say it, I can't. Irish say it. breakfast. Irish breakfast. And if you didn't eat every morsel, they were they insulted. Stood, yes, and they, they stood, stood over, you. over you. So be, be warned, tra- fair traveler, if you're headed to Ireland, uh, be prepared for the big breakfast, the, and it's obligatory that you eat every. Crumb, and if you including are, the beans, the beans, and if you are a vegetarian or if you like me are kind of you know sometimes a yogurt and granola person, forget it, forget it. 
unless it's in your backpack. You're not getting any granola in Ireland. It ain't right. All right, we're going to go to the phone. Oh, we're not going to the phones. I thought we were going to the phones. We're going to stay right here in the studio and talk about grits. Now, a lot of people say this is the most important part of the Southern breakfast. I would agree with that, and I think it's also the most important part of planning a Southern brunch because you start with what kind of grits are going to be served. Exactly. Now, there's a lot of options. Regular grits. Uh, You know, I don't really care as long as they're stone ground. Hey, what about this thing about putting milk or cream in versus water? What do you use? Well, I use water, but Mm -hmm. I have never turned down creamy grits. Like Primo's grits. Now, they cream them later, right? This is how I make them. I, I start with the water. I get the grits almost done. And then I add the milk, the cream, and butter and cheese. <laughs> milk, <laughs> milk, cream, just butter, a little, and A little cheese. dairy. Just a little dairy to go with your grain. Now, do you put the milk in in the beginning, or do you even use the milk? I don't. I don't, don't use, use milk. I, I, I'm a water person, um, but I always have to have the stun ground grits and and. You know, the other grits are just too fine for me. You know, they take the wheat germ, I mean, the germ of the corn out, mm. so it'll have longer shelf life. Oh, is that what that's And then about? they really granulate it. But I like to see speckles Speckle. in my grits mm-hmm. because when you get stone ground grits, they mill the whole corn between two stones. And that's what all those little black flecks are. It's, it's you know, part of the kernel, part of the germ. Uh-huh. Huh. And they start with roasted whole kernels of corn. No, they're not. They're not roasted. I mean, oh, it's they, just they're kernels. Raw. Yeah, it's okay. just kernels of corn. But uh, you know, we have two great places in Mississippi that that actually make stone ground grits, and they're probably more. Um, my favorite is Grit Girl grit, from Oxford. Yes, Grit Girl. Grit Girl. Yes, that she, that is a... George Ann Ross from Oxford, Mississippi, and she makes. Or mills a mean grit. Wow! Available here, well, there, and yon. I've bought them at the BTC Old Fashioned Grocery Store in Water Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy them around the square in Oxford, and and she also mails. They mail out grits every Just, day. I guess they have a website. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and, yeah. Grit and then girl. there's Delta Grind grits in Water Valley. So we got some grits we going. We got some on. grits, but they all seem to be up north. Yeah, I hope some of our uh, listeners the, call in and, and tell us where else we can get we can stone get some ground good grits. Local grits. Because you want to support local always, local food, local music, local restaurants. Local grits. That's right. <laughs> Stay now, local. I, I do want to just say one more thing about uh, about grits. You know, the great writer Rick Bragg. Yes. Alabama boy. I, I really had a problem with the lecture. He did a lecture at Southern Foodways on breakfast, and he had the nerve to say that he hates grits. Uh-oh. That he feels that grits are just a blank canvas for dumping butter or sugar, heaven forbid. Hmm. Well, speaking of breakfast, and I mentioned earlier that uh, I traveled to Tupelo the other day, and when I was there, I went by the historic Johnny's Drive-In. And I had an opportunity to sit at the Elvis booth where Elvis would sit when he was a child going back and forth from East Tupelo to downtown. And I visited with Christy White, whose family owns Johnny's Drive-In. 
where Johnny's is Chiplo's oldest restaurant. It was opened October 17, 1945 by Mr. John and Miss Margaret Chisholm. They were the original owners. We've tried to stay pretty true to what Mr. John and Miss Margaret started. Um, you know, things have changed a little bit, but not a whole lot. <laughs> Let's talk about breakfast. Did, did they serve breakfast here back to the 40s? Or only since you guys had it? Growing up with my mom and dad having this place since the early 80s, I know they've always had breakfast here. Because we have a group of guys that come in every morning. That's kind of the little coffee club that comes in and eats here every morning, Monday through Saturday. So, so if I were to come in for breakfast, what mm-hmm. sort of breakfast items do you guys uh, We have pretty much traditional breakfast. We have uh, the breakfast plates where you can get one egg, two egg, three eggs, and, you know, choice of meat if you want bacon sausage or ham and a biscuit and toast and we also do sausage and biscuits bacon biscuit ham biscuits chicken and biscuits biscuits and gravy what kind of gravy do you also it's just the the white gravy the cream gravy with, with the cream gravy with the, with the sausage yeah with the sausage uh any sweet stuff waffles pancakes any no we do not do any of that kind of stuff just to say so, just pretty much staples and what about coffee? Is this, I know you got the coffee club, mm-hmm. so people come in for a cup of coffee all throughout yeah, the Yeah, no, don't, don't come in here asking for anything fancy. You're not going to get cappuccinos or espressos in here. So. Just a, your basic bun it's drip just coffee. A basic bun drip coffee, that's correct. And y'all had a famous diner once going to We did, we close did, by. we did, yes. Tell us that about would that. would be the one and only Elvis Presley. <laughs> now, he would. I guess he would be leaving his house, going into town, and coming and going, right? I, I guess um, we have to just go by. Of course, my dad was not here uh, when Elvis came as a child, so we just have to go by what we were told, mm-hmm. so that he could frequent the place and come by and get a Johnny's burger uh, with cheese and an RC cola is what we were told. So <laughs> that's the, that's our story, and we're sticking to it. That's well, a good story, <laughs> and he has a booth. He does have a booth, and the story that actually tells about him sitting in the booth. So. Right. And we're sitting in the And Elvis you are booth. sitting where Elvis sat. That's it, you know, from breakfast at Tiffany's to breakfast at Johnny's with Elvis Presley. What a What a program. Can't put a price on it. Let's go to the phones. I see Tom from Jackson is calling us. What's up, Tom? Malcolm. Hey. Carol. Good uh, morning, Tom. Good morning. Okay, this this was a different one. Uh, chocolate and biscuits chocolate. for breakfast. Mm. It's in northeast Mississippi, northwest Alabama, south central Tennessee. What are those uh, people doing up there? Well, it sounds, it sounds pretty terrible. But it's awfully, awfully good, especially for brunch later in the morning. Uh, it's a chocolate sauce. It's Hershey's cocoa, sugar, uh, milk, whole milk, a little bit of butter, uh, and it's almost the procedure's like almost like making candy. Mm-hmm. You have to stand over it and stir it a lot, keep it low. But it is absolutely fantastic. Sounds terrible, but uh, it's and it's even better when it sort of gets around and your bacon or biscuit or grits or whatever. Wow. Um, but, and then another, another one, another good one, uh, Charlie Heinemann had a place called Victor's years ago and he had a, an omelet called the Hangtown Fry. Uh, and I think that's a North California dish, but they did a great job with it. And the last one, and I'll get off the phone, a place in New Orleans, my very favorite of all was 
Petunias, and it was on St. Louis between Dauphine and Bourbon. And after Katrina, they did not open back up, but it was just great and one of the best Bloody Marys you ever tasted. Mm, it all sounds good, from chocolate and biscuits to uh, Charlie Heinemann's omelet to uh, Petunias, uh, no longer uh, open in, in New Orleans. Well, I've yeah. never turned down chocolate. I've never thought about it for breakfast, but you have planted well, Carol, a seed. <laughs> Carol, ask John about it. I bet he had it. Okay. He might have. He'll know about it. My Northeast Mississippi man. Yes. And I enjoy the show, and y'all keep doing what you're doing. And thanks for calling. Uh, sure. We are happy to hear from you either at one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or email us food at mpbonline.org. O-R-G. We're happy to talk about breakfast, brunch, pancakes, cathead biscuits, grits, omelets, red-eye gravy. Speaking of red-eye gravy, it was the Kentucky Derby this past uh, Saturday. It certainly was. What a and mess. It, it and was I mean, such a mess. From the weather to the outcome. It couldn't oh, have been more gosh, of a mess. Oh, my gosh. The only saving grace was that a lot of people were served ham and red-eye gravy. There was a lot of it served up there. And bourbon. And bourbon and mint, but um, I've always loved red eye gravy, and I put it on my grits. Hmm. How well, do you it make... all kind of drips together. You know, when you have your your ham and your eggs and your grits, but uh, well, dripping on grits. Yeah, okay. red eye gravy was originally called, or or it still is, poor man's gravy. Mm-hmm. But my favorite name for red eye gravy is bottom sop. Bottom sop. You know, bottom sop. You know the the word soup comes from the term sop. So you say. And and as in I love you so much I could sop you up. My goodness. That's where soup came from, from sopping. Who knew? Who knew? But for uh for red-eyed gravy it's very simple. You just take the pan drippings from cooking your country ham. Mm-hmm. And you take the ham out of the pan, you leave the drippings in. And pour some black coffee. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I like to like it with dark. You mean black. like Java? Like Java? Like our yes. producer, yes, Java, like Java Chapman, the and, coffee man. And you, you know, you heat it and let it reduce down a little bit. And some people add a little water at the end, mm-hmm. but you scrape those bits at the bottom and simmer it for a while. And you can even add butter if you want. I Excellent. don't want. You don't want no no more butter. Enough butter, you know. We got Tommy on the phone, and he's he's my Pickwick brunch guy. Uh, Java, can we save him for after the break? I don't want to cut him short. This guy's got he's got some recipes and some stories that that are remarkable. So we're gonna move on to our break, uh, and then we're gonna come back and hear from Tommy from Boonville, Mississippi, and don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. Whatever's going on in your life in your kitchen. With your family, love to talk to you about it. Join us at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Carol and I will be right back. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Welcome back, y'all. This is Deep South Dining. I'm Malcolm White with my skillet buddy, Carol Puckett. Welcome back, Carol. Hey, Mal. So glad to have you. 
Don't forget, this is an interactive show. This is a call-in show. If you have something you want to share, tell us what you're cooking. Tell us what you're eating. Tell us what you're growing and cooking and sharing. This is all about southern food and the Mississippi culture of southern eating, preparing, and sharing. On the phone, my old dear friend Tommy Cadle is going to share with us this brunch that we have at Pickwick Lake every summer. I think North Mississippi is winning the show. <laughs> this is a North show. It's about Boonville and Pickwick. <laughs> Hello there, Mr. Cadle. Hey, uh, Malcolm. Good to talk to you this morning. I've been listening, and, and listen, there's hardly a breakfast recipe out there that I don't love, but one that I really am enjoying fixing when I have a little time uh, I, is called Eggs in a Jar. I stole this recipe from uh, Luke in New Orleans. Uh, the last time I was there, they didn't have it on the menu, so I've decided to change the name. I thought about eggs in a, a crock, but that sounds a little <laughs> disrespectful. Uh, it's a spiritual thing. It, it's that good, so I'm going to call it eggs in a grill. Uh, Excellent. It, it's grits, and, and I make my grits with, with whole milk. I know that stingy skim milk. Whole milk. And uh, a little cream, even, if, if I have it or half and half. And uh, white cheddar cheese. You can use any kind of cheese you like, but uh, I, I tend to like white cheddar. It has better, a so. bite. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And I've used uh, Gruyere. I'm, I'm saying that right, I know. And uh, even Swiss. But the cheese is, is a big, big thing, too. And uh, <clears throat> then a couple of poached eggs. But let me tell you how... What I've, what I've served this in, uh, Luke had a little squatty uh, mason jar, about six inches across, three or four inches high, and they hung the shrimp on the edge of it. So I found a bowl similar to that. But anyway, in my eggs in a grill, I poached two eggs, drop that down into on top of the grits, and then I fry. I get the fried eddy out and corn flour and a little bit of cornmeal and fry up about half a dozen per bowl of good-sized shrimp and just hang them on the edge there. And it's it's just one of my absolute favorite, favorite dishes. I, I'm coming to North Mississippi. That sounds absolutely delicious. Yeah, it's, it's a killer breakfast. And uh, you also make some mighty fine biscuits, Tommy. Well, that's a hit-or-miss kind of thing. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it does. Lard is, I think, the secret to it. It's the secret ingredient. Yeah, room temperature, lard, just those are the ones that turn out uh, so much better. And, of course, like you've always heard, don't overwork it. And uh, it's a good hot 400-degree oven, and that lard, that lard's going to make it happen. Good pinch of salt, Mm -hmm. good pinch of salt. And uh, you come up with some good biscuits to go with that, uh, with those eggs and a grill. All right. Well, thanks for sharing, and uh, and I mean that literally because I've eaten eggs in a grill a couple of times up at Pickwick Lake, and I and hope did to you find it a spiritual experience? Extremely spiritual. We appreciate you calling in, Tommy. And uh, now we're going to talk about poaching eggs. He mentioned poaching his eggs. And uh, Carol has some details about poaching. Some people get confused about poaching, broaching. Froaching. Froaching, frying, <laughs> yes. scrambling. 
How do you? Well, how does one poach an I, egg proper, I like properly? The, I like the classic method of dropping the egg in water. And one of the real keys is to have a fresh egg. But if you don't have a fresh egg, we have a workaround for that. But you bring the water to a boil on the mm-hmm. stove. In a? In a saucepan, saucepan. depending on how mm-hmm. many eggs you have. And right when it comes to a boil, I move the pan off the stove because we're not boiling eggs. We're uh, poaching eggs. Okay. I have my eggs already uh, cracked and put in a ramekin, okay. one egg per ramekin. Okay. And then just slip the egg into the water. Um, for me, it's about three minutes. Some people like them a little harder. Take a slotted spoon. Uh, Skimmer. And get your egg out. And voila. And if you, your eggs aren't fresh, take a spoon and stir it in the pot. You're making like a little cyclone. And when you drop your eggs in, the water spinning around kind of holds them together huh. better. That's how you can tell if an egg's fresh or not. If the if the egg white starts dispersing too much, you know, really? you don't have you don't have really uh, fresh eggs. But I wanted to to give you one tip because I know that you like uh, you're a brunch man yes but you can actually poach your eggs a day or even two days beforehand now this I've never heard of well I mean think about breakfast at Brennan's they don't individually poach all those eggs Hmm. to order but you poach your eggs you leave them in cold water and when you're ready to serve them you bring water to a boil and if it's just one or two eggs I just slip them through the water uh, with a slotted spoon, no more than 30 seconds, or if it's a lot of eggs, I submerge them like in a, a colander if you, or if you have a pan like you cook pasta in and you can put so, all your eggs in So you don't cook the them bottom. all the way done. So you only no, do about a minute them. and a half. And then when you bring them back up, it's another minute? Or am I getting that wrong? No, this is after they're already cooked. Three minutes. Cooked. You're, they're cooked. Drop them and in water. And put they're them in, in the refrigerator. your refrigerator. Okay. So now you're going to bring them out and you're going to dunk them in boiling water for no more than 30 seconds. Sort of a baptismal. It is a bapt- another spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. So that's how Carol poaches an egg. That's that's good. You heard it here. You, you heard it right here on Deep South Dining. All right, so uh, what about, we talked about shrimp. We've, we always bring in shrimp. Shrimp for breakfast, shrimp, shrimp for grits, dinner, shrimp for... So many shrimps. So, so many ways. And then there uh, is grits and griots, a New Orleans Thing, cooked with, and that's one of your deals. Well, it was more Hal's deal than mine, but I ate a lot of griots growing up. You take a piece of beef, a slice. You can use tenderloin. You can use uh, uh, sort of sirloin, whatever kind of meat you like. Slice it thin, and and grill it or broil it, and put it in a sauce of tomatoes, onions, garlic. And, and, and you cook the, finish cooking the meat. You sear the meat, and then you drop it in the skillet or pot, whatever you're cooking with, and let this sauce finish cooking the meat. And so you get the juices of the meat along with the tomatoes, the onions, the garlic. And, and then when this sauce is finished, you drop it over grits. And, grits. They're always grits. Oh, yeah, of course. That's grits and griots. Hmm. Anyway, my brother made a mean plate of grits and griots. Of course, the first time I ever ate it was in New Orleans. In New I Orleans. think of it I as think a, it's a New Orleans, a New Orleans thing, yeah. a Creole thing. All right, we're going to go to the phone. Uh, no, we're not either. 
We're not going to the phone, even though it says Craig from Biloxi. It's not Craig from Biloxi. It's Carol in Jackson. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, casseroles. Now, everybody, whether they want to admit it or not, loves a good casserole, and that applies to lunch, dinner, supper, or breakfast. As Robert St. John, our good friend, says, that you know, casseroles are the symbol of the Methodist church. That's how you know um, hmm. a good Methodist is a good casserole. And well, he you thinks know. they should have a little symbol, a casserole, <laughs> around their neck like a necklace. You know, Eudora used to say that uh, that uh, chicken spaghetti was a Methodist dish. So I didn't know that casseroles were also Methodist. But that's good. It sounds, I mean, it sounds like a thing. Okay. So how do you, you, you got some some recipes or techniques well, that you want to talk about with these casseroles? Yeah, these casseroles, casseroles are yeah, pretty straightforward. But one of my favorites is by our good friend Elizabeth High School, who mm-hmm. is in Oxford, has several cookbooks and appears regularly on the Today Show. Her asparagus casserole, Mm. breakfast casserole, is divine. And um, I'm going to put the recipe on the web. But what I wanted to say about this is I I like more of a vegetable casserole. I like my meat on the side at brunch, you know, either ham or uh, bacon or quail, which is what my family did. But I I don't like to put any meat in my casserole. And this, this is just a great accompaniment. So you're not just having double or triple meat. Now, I do love the quail for breakfast idea. Yeah, and that's something that that my family always does, especially at Christmas. My dad would always do quail on the grill. And it's a wonderful accompaniment to, guess what, grits. Grits. Yeah. And and, and, uh, and grilled quail. Grilled quail with bacon wrapped around it and a little toothpick in it. Yikes. That sounds yummy and quite delicious. But you do make the casseroles. With, uh, yeah, there with are many. Egg. Yes, just and, put and whatever you want in it, of course. Yeah, you I mean, like. we have um, eggs and milk and vegetables. But mm-hmm. one tip that that I need to tell you is when you are taking a casserole like this, a breakfast casserole to the bereaved or to a party, mm-hmm. you want to cook your casserole halfway, or it will slosh all over your car. Oh, so if it's a one hour time, you want to get about thirty minutes of cooking on it. And covering it before you actually take it somewhere. So it's firmed up. You heard it here. You heard it here, and it won't get on your car seat. Exactly. Well, you know, now on Saturday morning, of course, I've talked about my egg in a hole. But on Sunday morning, Kara fixed me an asparagus, roasted onion, and pepper omelet with with cheese. And it was just terrific. It, just it was leftovers terrific. from grilling uh, the night before. And uh, she just took these vegetables that I grilled on the grill after I took the chicken off and, and then it's roasted asparagus, chopped up the onions and the peppers and the asparagus and just folded them right into to an, to omelet. an omelet. It was, and it was I've, right I've had good. good omelets that you've made before. You're, you're quite an omelet cook. Yeah, I love to make French omelets. And when we come back from the break, I might tell you how I, hope I you make do. a French omelet. So it's time to take a break. And we'd love to hear from you, no matter if you're throwing a dinner party or just having brunch on the weekend. If you're looking for ideas for a weeknight meal, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 Or email us, food at mpbonline.com. 
O-R-G. We'll be right back after a short break. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. I'm Malcolm White. I'm here with my buddy Carol Puckett, my foodie cooking, hanging out, traveling friend, Carol Puckett. We're so glad you are here. And by the way, I, I talked to a friend on the street the other day, and they said that they sure did enjoy the show that you and I were on uh, at MPB Think Radio, and uh, they really enjoyed it. And I said, well, guess what? We're on every Monday. Every Monday at 9 a.m. Every Monday, right here. Deep South Dining with Malcolm White and Carol Puckett. So if you missed us, don't worry about it because we'll be back every Monday, and we'd love to hear from you. If you're interested in sharing, if you're interested in discussing food and food preparation, and we just today we're talking about breakfast and brunch. But before we get too far off into that, we've got a couple people on the phone, and I'd really love to hear from Craig. He's calling from down around Biloxi. Hey, Craig. Hey, uh, good morning. First, I heard you mention uh, a ramekin, and unless you worked in a kitchen, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of people know what that is. But uh, uh, second is is I had just I have a simple spin on oatmeal is when I put oatmeal in the pan dry, I put the heat on and let it toast a little bit, and it gives it some flavor. Oh. And, uh, so, so that's that comes from the shredded wheat I used to eat as a kid, and it gives it that flavor. Toasted oatmeal. Yeah, well, shredded shredded wheat was like a, a baked baked thing you put a cereal breakfast. All right, well, Craig, thanks. Uh, do you have a favorite Gulf Coast uh, breakfast spot down there? Uh, no, I usually cook at home. Uh, you know, eggs, eggs, and. Uh, Oatmeal and salmon, and I can share it with my cats. Oh, salmon. Excellent. Oh, there's a cat right there. (laughs) We've had breakfast at Tiffany's, and now we've had breakfast with Craig's cat. (laughs) Well, thanks for calling, and thanks for sharing. And Carol's going to tell you what a ramekin is, because Craig says not all listeners are familiar with a ramekin. Well, good, good a, a ramekin. I mean, we can call it a little a little bowl. Mm-hmm. It's usually a straight. It's like a little straight sided right. dish that holds about four ounces. I'll also use Pyrex cups, or you can put your poached egg in a paper cup and slip it in. But, but you just individually put them in little dishes, whatever dish you have. But a ramekin is designed for for baking, so the. Uh, so it, so it holds up in the oven. Yeah, you can it, actually you can put pop it in the, it in the oven, oven too. with a, with yep. a savory or a sweet. Yep. Or it can just hold an egg and, and preparing and, for poaching. You know, you can put it right on the plate. All right, going back to the phones now. Kathleen, our good buddy from Osaka. Hello, Kathleen. Hi. Uh, I've got something I got to fess up. After I got off the air, I have luckily I have a good friend. And he really told me off about not giving y'all my potato salad recipe. So to make amends, I will send it in. I'm going to have to spec it out, so to be precise, because okay. he said a lot of guys don't do that. Hmm. But, uh, Malcolm, you mentioned uh, egg in the hole. We used to call it a bird in the nest. Ah, I like another that. name. I, I saw on the Internet that there were 66 names for this dish. And that's one we didn't know. Uh-uh. And yeah. I've always just called it egg in a hole. And I'm keeping a list. I'm going to keep a list well, here. Well, uh, I also remember you like your crab meat. Are you? Okay, but you can't go in New Orleans and have a breakfast, oh. or especially at a, at a buffet in one of the hotels, without having shrimp 
oysters, crab meat, um, not necessarily all in the same item, but I know we made a lot of excellent crab meat omelets. Uh, we used to do it light. We served the light uh, on the side with peaches and a little light syrup and cinnamon. Um, on the crawfish, we got a little spicier. We had like a poached uh, melatons. That were mm, I love those melatons. We cooked them in crab oil. We served them on the side, just like you would a pickle, but just lightly poached with a little crab oil. So you can get fancy, and you don't need a recipe, but I do recommend before you start your omelets, have all your small containers with chopped onions, chopped shallots, uh, black That would olives. be your ramekins. <laughs> well, and, and preferably square, because in a kitchen you worry, or anybody's kitchen, you worry about it being taking up too much room when they fit closer together and get something you can pop a lid on so if you don't use it all you can put it in the refrigerator mm-hmm. but we used to call it a speed line and you would grab your bacon bits or your onions or this uh, even chopped up cucumbers and you add either olive oil or margarine or butter in the bottom you don't let it burn just loosen then you put your greens or spices in count about 30 by the time you get your eggs ready however many you want, then do that. I I just didn't scramble them because I don't know why I'm so wicked with an omelet. I'll break it up anyway, so I just call it scrambled. <laughs> but uh, I'm dangerous with an omelet. You don't want me in the kitchen with an omelet. I can make it look like somebody just left it on the floor or something. But <laughs> scrambled, you can kind of cover it up, put your parsley right. and parmesan or um, paprika, whatever you want. But the whole idea is having like what you need on hand. So if you have a brunch, you can just say, what would you like on yours? And it's no big deal. Everything's prepped. The French call it mise en place. So you got to be ready to go. Thank you, Kathleen, from Osaka. We are now going to Starkville to talk to Sam about grits. What you got, Sam? Hey, uh, so I wanted to mention Sipples Watermill down in Kemper County uh, near DeKalb. Maybe mispronouncing that. Sorry. No, the cab is right. That's at Kemper's. It's called Sipple. S i p p l e. Correct. Uh, S c i p l e. Okay. And and they prepare. They make. They they stone grind their own grits. By with a water mill, and it was built in seventeen ninety. Oh my goodness. And so it's it's still open on Saturday mornings, I think, um, to 8 to 2. And they also have an honor box if uh, you're there on a different day, I believe. And they've got white and yellow grits and cornmeal and other things as well. And it's located um, on, a, on a major highway or a small highway through there? Uh, it's on a small high, It's on a small road, actually. It's on... Mm-hmm. Sipples Water Mill Road. Okay, Sipples Water Mill Road. I really appreciate that. We we really needed to know that, and uh, I'm hoping is is Sipples in northeast Mississippi. Uh, no, it's more central, east central, okay. isn't it? I, I'm, I'm, I'm from Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah, okay. east, that's that's over on the eastern side. Okay. So we moved out of North Mississippi, and we're talking grits with Sam from Starkville, but we're talking about. Uh, Another location here, and this is great. So thanks for calling in. We really appreciate the lead. We'll have to put that on the list for sure. 
All right, we're going now to Neil. Neil is calling from Raymond. He wants to talk about Big Bad Breakfast. I'm hoping this is the same Neil that gave me a dozen fresh eggs this week. Absolutely, the one and the same. Good morning, folks. Good Good morning, Neil. This is what I had while listening to you this morning. Uh, One cup, favorite granola, your option. Half a cup of milk. I use coconut milk. Just put them together in a pot, warming them up. Walk outside, picked a pint of dewberries, brought them back in. Everything was warmed up and melding together. Dumped my dewberries in. Uh, I sweetened it with a little bit of agave this morning, but wow. there all kinds of options. That is really That nice. is a healthy breakfast, <laughs> and it's wonderful to be able to walk out your door and pick dewberries. Absolutely. And to get eggs from your chickens, yes. and they are truly free-range chickens. They, <laughs> they run are. all over the place. They are. So if you don't have someone special in your life that can give you eggs, you can always go to your farm, local farmer's markets, and uh, there's almost always an egg vendor there. Yep. Uh, I'm. I get mine from Vivian and Walter in Oxford. Oh, that's really nice. They have great chickens that totally cooperate. And uh, <laughs> but I it's good to eggs. have friends with eggs. Oh, yes. friends with chicken. You know, I live in Belhaven, and there's chickens in my neighborhood on my street, and uh, they just are happily a part of the neighborhood, and they scratch around and drop their eggs and move on about their business. Sounds good. All right, Neil. Thanks for calling in for a nice, healthy breakfast. If you uh, have ideas you want to share with us, talk to us about brunch or breakfast. Carol, if I had to ask you, what is your all-time favorite brunch or breakfast item? Besides grits. <laughs> well. It's, it's actually tomato casserole, hmm. or some people call it tomato pudding. And I first had it many years ago at a brunch in the Delta. I'm putting the recipe online for almost like marigold tomatoes from wow. McCarty's McCarty, in yeah. you had Marigold, them there Mississippi. At the, at, the, at the restaurant? Yeah. Excellent. Well, sadly, we've run out of time here on this Monday. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. It is funded by generous contributors like yourself. The show is produced by the one and only Java Chapman. And we appreciate you calling in today. It was good to hear from everybody about brunch. We'll be back next Monday, as we will be every Monday at 9 o'clock. Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio.